Episode 9 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Devon Pandya from Leicester. Two new voices, um, Zach Gasnola from Weymouth and Carol Hayward from Sutton. Hello. 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 Hola. <laughs> ah, I guess we'd better begin with a game. Ooh, frustrating game. Frustrating, but you know, you win some, you lose some, and um, there's still plenty of football to be played. There's, there's still lots of games in January, both league and cup. So, um, in some ways, maybe, maybe, maybe we needed a reality check after the Chelsea game. Maybe this is it. You know, a, a sort of just for us and just just for the players that there's still a lot of work to do. Do you think so? Yeah. It's a case of um, we did five set back, maybe. <laughs> Had so much fun with that 5-3. What's the time this week? <laughs> oh, it's five, five past three. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that with Chelsea supporters at work? No? <laughs> I, I work with all women, unfortunately, so oh. I, I can't even talk football at work. <laughs> That's a bit sexist. <laughs> well... They don't. They weren't what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Um. I, I don't know if it, we needed a reality check. I don't think so. I think. I think guys were well up for it today. Obviously, they're fighting down there and they're at home and it's a fantastic atmosphere. Um. First half, I thought we dominated. Obviously, um. We weren't quick enough putting, sort of sort of breaking when when they were messing around with it up, up in their half and everything was just a little bit laboured and a bit slow and um, a lot of backwards passing and I just thought we missed I think when you play somebody like Chelsea and they're attacking as well you get the option to break and we, we did that fantastically against Chelsea today it's a different game isn't it it's the bus parked and we, we still can't can't quite handle that I don't think and that's quite annoying was there a slowness? Do you think there was a slowness to the play, having yes. a Mason and Bentaleb out and Stambouli and, and Dembele? Dembele always gets accused of slowing the play down. Um, I thought I thought Dembele had a good game today, actually, mm. and I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, and um, I thought he I thought he did well, but maybe he does slow it down a bit. And even Stambouli was he's, he's quite fast, so I don't quite know what it was. I thought um, Ericsson had. A relatively poor game. He lost possession quite a lot. Maybe he, I thought he played quite deep in parts. Oh. Um, maybe he just wasn't that link there to kind of bomb it forward. I, I don't know. I think the the link up play in the final third was just a little bit slow and it, it, allowed, um, it allowed Palace to regroup and get into position and, and get behind the ball. Yeah. And whilst I think... The goal that we scored, oh, I don't know whether it was against the run of play or not, but, um, you know, it, I think it was, I think we were deserving of the goal, but 
where I think we were at fault was we didn't capitalise capitalise on it. Um, and you know, give Pal Palace credit, they they came back and we didn't really have an answer. No. Do you think in some ways the difference, you know, I thought it was a fairly close game, I thought. They, they pressed us very well, which is what we normally do to teams. They really harried us and pressed us. And I was mm -hmm. hoping they would kind of run out of energy a bit in the second half because they were really working hard. And then, I, you know, I think really, if you think about it, one, dis one penalty decision one way, one penalty decision the other way. Apart from that, it was a 1-1 game really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think 1-1 would have been a fair result. And we've run out of our luck really, which... We've we've had a bit of recently against Leicester, Burnley, all these sides. We are even Villa. Mm. Yeah, if, yeah. You look, if you look at it that way, yeah. Um, uh, just looking at the Facebook page a little bit earlier, I haven't sort of looked at it since, but there was some sort of um, some negative post, which is fine, which is which is understandable. But I thought the best post was from Ralph Sharp, who said, you've got to give credit to Palace, they never gave up on that showing they won't go down. Well played Spurs, time to regroup and move on. You can't win them all, yet army. And I think that's a fair assessment, yeah. very pragmatic. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with that sentiment, Jav, because um, there was a big occasion for them. This wasn't just any manager taking over. First of all, you've got a new manager, you know, like um, that vibe going on. Secondly, it's, Pardew coming back um, to the club. Thirdly, it's not like they need Ging up anyway. They've got such a fantastic crowd following. Mm. Um, plus, it's a London derby, and let's face it: the reason why it was on television is because you know there was there was a chance it would be a tight game. Now, at the beginning, the, Chris Coleman said this at halftime as well that uh, before the match started, Alan Pardew said, "Are oh, we going to hit him on the front foot?" Now, either that was mind games or they just didn't have an opportunity to do that. I think that uh, the plan was to, um, you know, basically sit back and soak up as much pressure as possible uh, for a good two thirds of the game because they knew what we would do. They just knew that these guys are going to come out. You know, if we get the ball and we try and push forward, they'll just, they'll just press us and they'll get the ball off us. So instead of doing that, let's just try and wear them out and then we'll, we'll push forward in the final third of the game. And um, and it worked for them, and, and fair play to them. I don't think we played that badly. I was really impressed with um, Kapu, uh, sorry, uh, with uh, Dembele and Stambouli, considering that, I've said this before, that Bentaleb and Mason were, were fantastic in the middle for us against Everton. And that's when that unit, that pairing, really started shining for us. But these two played really well. I loved Stambouli's play on the ball and his movement off it. And I've always been a fan of Dembele because um, I know he doesn't, get the ball out fast enough, but he's fantastic for holding the ball. It's, it's you, you won't see people get the ball off him that often. So I thought they played really well. I thought Ericsson was a little bit quiet uh, in, you know, in trying to like create stuff. But then again, everybody else around him was, was pulling their way. And it's just, I thought it was just one of those games that could have, could have been a draw. probably should have been. I thought we had a good shot for a pen. I thought they shouldn't have had a pen, uh, but you know, th it wasn't exactly a, Hundred percent either way. So one of those one of those things, isn't it? I still haven't I haven't been able to watch them talking about or, or the real sort of replay in the studio of their penalty. Um, from the angle that they showed on TV, I I, I actually thought it was a penalty. Mm. Well, that, that's what um, Niall Quinn said as well. That it, in fairness, 
he's got the ball. Stambouli's got the ball, but if you look at it from another angle, it certainly looks like he's um, he's taken Ledley's um, leg and and dragged it. So I, I when I saw it like on the replay, I I thought it wasn't. But again, it's the same as the Harry one. You know, you look at it a couple of times and you think yes, maybe not. I don't know. I thought myself, I thought he took his leg after. I thought he took the ball, took the leg after. And I thought, you know, with my lily white tinted glasses on, <laughs> I thought, um, I thought Ledley um, made contact with um, Kane, didn't make contact with the ball. Mm. But then again, as I've said many times, you know, I coach rugby and you just, whatever the decision is, you just get up and get on with it, you know? Mm. You, you just have to accept whatever decision, you know, there's no player out there was faultless today and if the referee and linesman make a mistake you know they're in good company I think the ref had a difficult game but I think he handled it well considering mm. recently he's developed a reputation and um, he's tried his best in a in a pretty you know heated game at times especially towards the end of the second half uh, everyone was really g'd up for it we we weren't happy with not having the ball being pushed up it which in fairness Crystal Palace did to us and uh, and in fairness to them, they were really up for it as well because they'd just taken the lead. So you saw Chadley mm. going in with one of their players and Danny Rose flying in. And, you know, it could have been red cards galore, but just it was as quite well, it, it was It was pretty feisty. There were some big big tackles going in. Mm. But it's nice to see that we, we've got that fire in our, in our players now because before there was a time when we didn't. And yeah. you'd get to the 60th minute and you think, hmm, OK, well, it's fair to say that if we've not done anything by now, we're probably not going to do anything for the last half an hour. But we've got that, we've got that that enthusiasm amongst the team that they want to uh, fight for everything. We also look like a unit um, for all the attention that mm. Harry Kane's getting, and justifiably so because he's playing out of his skin. Um, we're not. When we had Bale in that last season, bless him. Um, you know, a lot of people accused us of being a one-man team. Now, when I look at Tottenham now, while it's true that Kane's a really influential player and, and he's a talisman, um, we've also got other good players alongside him, you know, Ericsson, Chadley, and, and we just seem to defend and attack as a unit as well as ha- having this um, togetherness and fight. Um, just one, one thing on the penalty. Um, I... I <coughs> My initial reaction was um, that it was a penalty to Palace. Um, I'd like to see it again. Um, bear in mind that obviously referees don't have the benefit of replays and they've got to make a decision there and then. But there were two shouts that we had for possible penalties. One, Chadley, when he went down fairly early mm. on, and that I don't think was a penalty. And then there was one on Harry Kane. Now, they weren't given, but neither of those players were booked. So, to me, either it was a penalty or it wasn't, and it was a dive, in which case it should have been booked. Really? I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with um, people being fouled and, uh, and and going down or the contact without it being a foul. Yeah, um, I am too. It's and not I don't like... really want to have someone booked every time and you end up with lots of games... You know, with no strikers on on the pitch. I don't either. But it's just, if you interpret the law, it's either... It reminds me of an incident years and years ago when we played um, Wimbledon in a... um, A crazy game. 
1999, I think it was a league game. It was nil-nil at White Hart Lane. And... Um, うん。ステトステトマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマンのレインコートマ
And um, Cluffy's giving him a good look at, you know, look up and down at this man sort of turned up in, you know. <laughs> uh, and as we know, he's a bit of a tracksuit manager. So the next time they played him at Plough Lane, um, he said, for some reason, he's turned up in a suit with these really, you know, with, bro- with a pair of brogues on. And he's looked at him, you know, he's looked at the governor and thought, there's Walker sort of said, what's going on here? Um, and um, they've gone to see the referee, and, and, and during the meeting, while they're talking, um, Cluffy's absentmindedly turned round, walked backwards, and stamped his heel on uh, Fash's toes. And he's up and down, and he's bounced, you know, he's screaming and howling and all the rest of it. And, you know, and Cluffy's gone, oh, sorry, young man, and etc. But um, he said he just, like, he looked at Des Walker on the way out and winked. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Cluffy. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant story, but there was a, yeah. it's a great interview with, and I didn't never realise that that Des was a, uh, a Spurs fan. Should have been ours. <laughs> yeah. um, before we move on to look at the next two games, um, can't not mention Harry Kane again. Um, mm. No, Saviour. Really well taken. Did you play goal. for? <laughs> he keeps he keeps scoring very similar goals and he he reminds me of Darren Anderton when he used to score they're all low across the floor you know from from sort of distance and and they just seem to go in and I often think when he's when he's shooting that oh the keeper's going to get that but he just places them so brilliantly they're not exactly fast are they there's not like a great load of speed on they're not sort yeah. of power power drivers whatever they're called um, but he just places them, um, and it's fantastic. I hope that's how long may it continue. Indeed, and I hope that's the only likeness with um, with Shaggy because um, hopefully he'll stay <laughs> injury free. Most people think he's a bit like Sheringham. Um, I, the way he scores reminds me of of Shaggy. Mm. His goal. The types of goals. The goal that he scored today reminded me of a goal that Alan Shearer scored oh, yeah. Shearer, against yeah. um, Poland in a World Cup qualifier in 1997 when he took it from a sim, he placed it into the um, low into the corner. Um, he's got, got a, a fantastic, really bad, got he's got a, a fantastic really eye for knowing where the goal is, and, and yeah, that, that's so. Uh, you know, you, you think it's obvious, but it isn't, and you know, you've got like a. Premier League teams that you're playing against and uh, world-class defenders and you've just got to be able to hit the ball first time and know where the corner is and he did the same thing against Chelsea you know he ran across the 18-yard box turned and he and he had a pretty good idea of right this is this is where the corner is considering he was again coming against a a world-class keeper Mm -hmm. and Ericsson has scored similar goals and Mm. I felt today that they were almost trying to do that again a couple of times when maybe that wasn't the best option sort of, you know, getting it round onto their right foot and bringing it across the goal and, and trying to sort of fire in low like that. I, th- I just got the impression they were trying to do that a little bit too much, particularly in the first half. Did anyone else notice that? Or was it just me? I, I thought, yeah, I thought that um, Pardew had said to his team, look, park the bus and all their creative players are, you know, shit hot up getting the ball out first time. So put two to a man, even if it means we can't attack. And you can see that with uh, with... Kane and Ericton especially, but also uh, whenever Chadley had the ball, there was at least two or three guys around him just uh, to to stop him from from distributing. Yeah. And even then, despite that, we still managed to create some decent chances. I thought Chadley had quite a good game actually. Yeah, 
I thought um, the pressure they put with the pressing, they they really pressed our fullbacks. I thought Walker and Rose had very little time on the ball, uh, and they turned inside one player, and there was another one kind of almost immediately upon him. Mm. They did their job today, didn't they? Fuckers. If <laughs> 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 I was at the, at the home game to Palace, and and that day, you know, at, at White Hart Lane, they, they did their job again. Yeah. So maybe they... Yeah. Maybe they know our game, you know. I mean, I don't think we've ever really mullered Palace, actually. I remember a lot of the time we used to go on um, Boxing Day because we always either have Fulham or, or Palace. And they're never, you know, they, we never beat them by, you know, a massive scoreline. They're always one nils or, you know, quite quite equal games. So maybe they're just our bogey team or they know how to play us. I suppose it's, it's a balance, isn't it? We, we've waited for years and years to get rid of this hoodoo against United. And uh, it took us 20, 20 years or something to win at Old Trafford. And we've finally done it. And I suppose for them, it's the, if this is the karmic balancing out of winning at Old Trafford two years on the bounce and beating Chelsea 5-3, I can live with that. <laughs> Dying on that forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, there was that defeat against Palace the week after. But who remembers that? <laughs> it's, hopefully a, it's hopefully a little blip in a long road. Um, so we've got Burnley in the middle of the week, um, which is probably a game... We could have done without, but um, <laughs> we're still in the cup. Um, and then Sunderland on Saturday. Um, how do we all feel about those games? I'm a bit worried about the Burnley game, actually. Um, I don't know why. Um, I think they're actually not bad either. And they can score goals. And the fact that they're so up for it, and I hope I hope that we are, particularly on the back of this defeat, they need to bounce back now and... And have a look, get their belief back. And um, I think we would either dick them or it will be a really close game. Dave? I, I, I was a bit nervous before the uh, Newcastle game in the, was it the League Cup? Yeah. We recently yeah. played them. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it, was a, it was like a midweek evening fixture. And uh, I, th- I, was, I was the only one, I think, who was like, mm, I'm not too sure. And this might yeah, happen, I was... and that might happen. Yeah, and uh, and yet we mullered them, and so uh, I think after that I've, I'm a lot more optimistic. Secondly, they've got uh, they they played like I think four of their regular league players in in the first tie, as I think I think we uh, we had a few changes, but not as many as them. So they're clearly prioritising the league, and I think uh, being at home, being with our crowd, I mean there was only nine thousand there last time, and almost three thousand of them were our fans. So. Uh, I think they they know what their priorities are. We'll we'll make the we'll, we'll make that that count. Yeah. Hopefully. Sunderland might be. Are we playing at home against Sunderland? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm going to meet Javad for the first time, aren't I? You are. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Zach. Yeah. That's What's me, your... Burnley. Yeah. Burnley, I think I, I I was impressed with them. I've been impressed with them, even when they were losing earlier in the season. They um they're a good side, and and I think the thing to remember is last season they relied their firepower was totally about Ings and Vokes, and they've had both of them out at the start of the season, um and you know going up a, a level and having the two best your best strike partnership unavailable would have a massive effect and Ings looks useful. I mean, he's been rumoured to be linked with us. Um, and, um, Ashley Barnes is fairly tidy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It depends what team they play, but I, I 
I've been impressed with them. I don't think, um, I you know, I think even at home, if we if we get a win, it's a win, you know. And I think the thing I suppose today, harping back today, was um, we we looked more like a team. We looked more like the performance we should have had on New Year's Day in terms of energy levels. I just think to compare the energy levels to the Man United game and the Chelsea game, they just weren't the same, really. So I think if we're on top of our game and we're hunting in packs, etc., then I feel we were very difficult to live with, as we saw. But um, if we're slightly off the game and people are slow closing people down, then the gaps appear. Yeah. I, I think, sh- well, I was just going to say on that, Zach, do you think that might be because we were playing two teams who were expected to attack as, uh, even though they were playing away from home, mm. yeah. Whereas, because that's where we can we can press them and we can um, get the ball off them. Whereas today, clearly they were just sitting back and just wearing us down. Now we've 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 had this problem for for a long time. Where if we do play against a team parking the bus, I remember we played some absolute donkey team in the Europa League a few seasons ago, and mm. we spent the whole of the. I think they scored some flukish goal in the first half and we spent the whole of the game just trying to batter their goal down and we just couldn't score. No, I think we've had the problem for about 35 years. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly it's still a <laughs> Oh, when we're 1-0 up and showboating and then near somebody like, like the Goons then get a lucky deflected George Graham goal and we suddenly walk away from a game with a draw where we were, you know, head and shoulders above them. I thought first half, even though we had a lot of possession, we still maybe could have stepped up a gear. So maybe that was the energy level kind of just not quite being where mm. it should have been, mm. possibly. We sort of toyed with them a little bit in possession, but with no cutting edge. And I, you know, I think uh, that that didn't help at all. Was Mason a difference? Because Mason then not only is in that midfield. I think they trended to call it a double pivot, but um, he also bursts forward um, as he did against Man United, and as he quite often does, either plays a ball forward. He's always the first. As soon as he gets the ball, he turns towards their goal, runs or passes that way. And and today, maybe it was that slight difference, that little mm. hesitation, that little sideways pass before we move it forward. Yeah. Let's Palace or whoever it is get back and organise. Mm. I think it's... Even though Dembele did get forward a little bit, I thought. Mm. It's I not that he doesn't get just... forward. I think it's just that he, he takes so many touches on the ball. Mm. Yeah. Um, rather than one touch to control it, one touch to play someone in. I thought when they scored um, and then they blew the whistle for the for kickoff after their goal, we, we could have scored then. And that's the way we should have played the whole game virtually. Did you see how we moved forward? It was one touch, bum, 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 out to the left. I can't, somebody lost the ball in, in the box or something, but I thought that was probably our best move of the game. I don't know if you can see that again, but I remember thinking, wow, we're going to score here because it was just so break, you know, from the whistle. Perfect one-touch football, but came to nothing. There was some really wonderful passing from us today. I do think, yeah, second mm. half, I do remember seeing one that was, that's, I'm trying to remember now, my memory's like yours. Um, but um, <laughs> there was one where it was, yeah, touch, 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 into the area and, um, and it was almost a goal. Um, yeah, I love I love da- Danny Rose's link-up play um, coming down the wing. Um, <clears throat> same as Kyle Walker's. I mean, you you know that you'll get that from Walker, but Rose has really grown into that. It's nice to have two great left backs to choose from, and both slightly different. I mean, Rose is very good at bombing forward. Davis is, you know, he's very dependable at the back, just just but, as Rose is, I suppose. Better defender. 
Yeah. Well, who? Uh, Davies. That Davies, I feel, is a much better defender, and and mm. uh, and Rose is a much better wing back. And yeah. so it's nice That's to have right, the yeah. two. You know, yeah. if, we're, if we're playing um, football manager or whatever, you can alter yeah. tactics to put in whoever. It's certainly good to have a competition. And that coming back to your point about Mason, um, just strikes me that to lose one of Mason and Bentalab is a blow. To to have both of them out, one of them is obviously the African Cup of Nations, is you know it, 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 it's a big big blow, and and it's testament to those two players, and also to Poch, Poch as a manager for showing faith um, with both of them. Um, and I think. I don't know. I, I hope I hope Mason comes back from injury soon. We're certainly going to miss Ben's lab. We can't do anything about that. Um, I thought you were going to say to lose both his carelessness in some sort of paraphrasing of... <laughs> <laughs> to um, can, can come back so, to what... Just sorry, going go back to the Sunderland game, I think Sunderland were really poor today, weren't they? Did you watch the game against Liverpool? No, I didn't. No. I think I think I'm confident about Saturday's game. I think. I agree. I, I think I think Sunderland won't be a problem. Um, I like um, Gus Poirier. Um, I hope they don't go down. I don't particularly care much for Sunderland, but I, I do like Poirier. Um, and I, just coming back to what you said earlier, Carol, about the Burnley game, I'm a bit concerned about that as well. Particularly, well, one because it's a cup tie, so Burnley are going to be up for it. But two, a lot's going to depend on on the team that Poch starts. Will it be? A strong team, or will he rest a few with um, with the game against Sunderland in mind, and the fact that we've played so many games, so that's mm, slightly. He's going to have to rotate. Uh, I would say so, he's going to have to rotate. I thought Saldana. Javid, I'll, be, I'll be gobsmacked, Javid, if uh, if he keeps putting out the same uh, trusted eleven from the league uh, as in Sean Dyche does, because. They've they've not they've spent the lowest amount of money at the start of the season. They've got such a low budget and they've got a very stretched squad. And he's got to have the if, if he plays this, I'll be, I'll be gobsmacked because in his position, I'd have thought that being in the but in the bottom three, that the the league has got to be their priority. Sorry, Carol, I didn't want to cut in there. Just okay. I'd just be very surprised if he did if he did play a, a full strength eleven in a in a cup replay. They won today as well. Mm. Who Burnley? Yeah, yeah. yeah. QPR so actually outside of the. And does who it count got? against QPR? <laughs> does it count well, against? Well it, well, it well it does from their perspective because it's one of the teams in around. The, they've got Palace next. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Okay. Can I say actually a comment you said about Sunderland about being confident? Maybe it's just me because in life I'm generally an optimistic person, but in Spurs <laughs> I'm I'm always fearful. I always think you know the. Any team, you know, this team haven't won all season and they haven't scored a goal in 10 weeks or something like this and they're playing against us. <laughs> I will, oh, yeah. Make them look yeah, good, it's gonna, they're going to do us. It always happens, always. Or the, or, the, or the goalie has well. a blinder. Don't yeah, that's that. right. Yeah, some career-defining uh, games for some players on their team. <laughs> Season-turning moments. <laughs> and and teams, three. teams like Burnley and... Um, I, don't, I can't remember who else now, but they all seem to just score wonder goals against us from about 30 yards out. Mm. Seen that lots of times at Tottenham. Well, I do well, think we'll beat Sunderland, I... though. Pardon? I don't think Sunderland's good enough. I think I think we'll we'll beat them quite easily on Saturday. 
I've just had a thought. I've just had a thought. And when we're talking about goals scored against us, is we don't we don't seem this season to have as many goals scored against us where we self-destruct our own cock-ups, mm. which we were just fabulous at last season. Apparently one of the best in Europe. But individual errors and goals coming from individual errors, and we don't seem to have as many this season. No. Yeah, and on the contrary, we're actually um, scoring. I think we've gained the second highest number of points in the last 10 minutes, or the or way that we're top, I think. It's either top or second in in Europe for points gained in the last 10 minutes of a, of a game. Another great stat. I think I, I think we've got Rain Man on the on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was on Sky Sports as well. So I can't take oh. credit for that one. It was it was one of those so, rare moments of uh, of Spurs praise. Obviously, Jamie wasn't around at the time to vet it out of the uh, <laughs> timetable. <laughs> We're moving in the right direction. I think that that's the main thing. We, we, we can look at all these stats, um, but and, and we can look at today's performance and, and and yeah, it was disappointing. But overall. We're making progress under Poch, and um, I, I, I've got a great deal of faith in what he's doing, and um, and it seems that Levy, um, hopefully, will give him time, and I won't do anything um, rash. Did anybody listen to? Um, does anyone listen to Raj Baines on his podcast, um, Rule the Roost? And Zach, that's two podcasts that you've mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's alright. I listened to them all. Oh, I got a long time. One, one of which, but if I'm not mistaken, the Hotspur Hots- credit where credit's due that he made a point about Ericsson, um, and I, I think I, I posted something. He reminded me last season of the sort of mid seventies footballer, you know, foreign football that smokes forty a day um, and kind of lazy, <laughs> talented but lazy, etc. And, and this season, he's turned him into some sort of running machine that destroys midfields. You know, he, what he did to Matic. Um, and that is really down, you know, the change in Ericsson is really down to Poch, I think. Yeah. I was going to feel gonna... that he'd make a good captain, actually, mm. with this change in him. I know he's, he's a little bit, I always thought he was a little bit lightweight personality and skipping out of challenges quite a lot but he's the nucleus of the team just wonder whether if he was captain you know it might just give him something or other a bit of oomph i see mason as a captain really in the sort of graham roberts mold or something in the in the future i'd like to see Vertonghen as captain Mm. i would i would too I'd like Lloris to be our captain for the next 10 years. <laughs> Just <laughs> be there for 10 years. Yeah. Um, he made a great we, save today, didn't he? He, Yeah, I mean, I was, I was yeah, looking at the Chelsea game again the other day and um, some of the saves he, he made in that game were, were incredible. Um, before we move into looking at questions, um, Carol, this is a bit unfair of me, but back on... Back, back um, when we had the second podcast, um, you asked some of the um, uh, podcasters, if that's the right word, to um, do some impressions. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Are you feeling brave? I, I have put you on the spot, so um, please feel free I was to in say such no. a fluster when I was such a fluster when um, I couldn't get on, and you know, I got disconnected, and all the electricity in the house went. That when you actually said at the beginning when you were going to introduce us. I was going to be pretend I was Janet Street Porter then, but I kind of lost the plot because I was all over the place because having not having a connection. But okay, I'll do it. But do you remember she used to be on the six o'clock chat show with Michael Aspel, I think. Mm. Does anyone remember that? That's the only thing I can say. Okay. 
<laughs> Hello, Michael, and welcome <laughs> to the six o'clock <laughs> chat show. Oh, marvelous! That's all I'm doing. That's it. Anyone Carol, else? Carol, I could see her face. You know, just there saying it as as you were saying it. You've all Brilliant. got to just say hello, Michael. Go on. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Go on. Hello, Michael. <laughs> oh, hello, Michael. <laughs> has this woman been like... on One more, women, one more. Carol? Who hasn't done one? Jeff? <clears throat> um, I've got a bit of a sore throat, so I'm going to pass. <laughs> oh. Zach, that sounded very much like... Um, Zippy from Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Unless of course, unless of course, Janet Street Porter is the voice of Zippy. <laughs> yeah, <good work. laughs> which would which would be such a cultural turn up. Who who knew? <laughs> Maybe Janet Street Porter was in fact Zippy. Yeah, that's what, that's you what know. you just said. Uh, no, the, the the other way round that the puppet actually is the real person. <laughs> <laughs> Moving okay, on. So we've had some questions. Um, I'll try to go through as many as quickly as I can. Mark Burson asks, with cup football coming up, why do we give away? Why do we give away fans so much in the lower, in, in the lower tier Park Lane? It fragments our support and gives them an advantage. That should be our our end in its entirety. In fact, we bang on about the lack of atmosphere even at league games. So stick them upstairs in the East End as far away from the pitch as possible like at St James's Park I'm sure the park lane would rock again if we did that fair point block 35 I'm a a Paxton season ticket holder and always have sat there Um, we could we're very quiet in the Paxton I'll put my hands up to that Um, I think upper tier isn't quite big enough and they would probably need a lot more of the upper tier than just that block that they've got there. You'd have to spread them across the top then, wouldn't you? It's, I mean, is this person thinking that maybe the waste support should come down to the Paxton? That would never happen because it's all, it's all season he, tickets he says, there. He says upstairs in the East End. That's what he's suggesting. Oh, sorry, but I didn't I, hear that bit. I, I don't agree with Mark because, A, I think... Um, I think it's quite noisy anyway in the park lane, and the fact that we've got our supporters right next to theirs makes it even more no- noisy. Um, don't like the idea of sticking them in the east stand, um, no. anywhere, in, anywhere in the shelf. And actually, if we're going to get a new stadium in a few years' time, then it doesn't really matter. But but <laughs> but what 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 would be good is if when the new stadium arrives that we have an entire. Um, <coughs> like a cop type thing one you know safe standing that would be good yeah but but if we had a an entire bit behind the goal maybe she also uh, have a little section for tourists you know so they can sit there with their ipads and their selfie sticks and all the rest of it in a little section and not bother anybody else (laughs) (laughs) they can go to the why don't they go to the emirates with their selfie sticks or (laughs) i've been i'm so unimpressed with the atmosphere at white Hart lane i think it's I think it's shocking. It is. Actually, I had an idea. With um, I mean, they, they took my shelf away and they put some executive boxes in there, which still hurts me every time I look at that. And um, <clears throat> so um, I think it might be a health and safety thing why you can't have many upper tier. But um, there's never much noise comes from the West Stand, so put your away fans in the West Stand. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> there's no noise from the West Stand. The Paxton isn't well, as bad as the West Stand. The only thing you hear from the West Stand is moaning. 
and and the the east stand that's near the Paxton, they're all pants as well. <laughs> but the south stand hasn't been good. You know, you can he- hear a pin drop at some games, like the Palace game, for example. The, the support wasn't good, and that's only a very recent game. Do you not agree, Javad? Um, it's got a too, bit better this season. It's got bad. better it, because yeah. But for the Palace. last two seasons, it, sorry. No, just you know, for the last two seasons, it's been dreadful. I thought some of the earlier games this season, when we played Stokens, what have you, the atmosphere was pretty poor. Um, yeah. What was the difference to New Year's Day then? New Year's Day was amazing. The atmosphere just sounded amazing. Um, and, you know, all the fans turned up. And the only other time I hear it that good, and I don't know if it's a plug or whatever, is when the 1882 crowd get involved and you have yeah. a proper sort of hardcore of people wanting to get and get behind the team. Mm-hmm. I think by the Chelsea game, we'd already started winning with a particular way. Yeah, we picked up, hadn't we? we? Yeah. Start, yeah. And, and plus it was Chelsea at home, plus it was under the floodlights. So there was a combination of elements that came together and, oh, and energy from the floodlights. Yeah, equalizer. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you've, you've got the equalizer. You know, when, once that happened, you could see, hang on, this, this game is, is there for the taking. Mm. I mean, There's definitely the more atmosphere at nighttime games. Yeah, yeah. That that was um, when we played Everton. That was really noticeable because prior to that, we'd played um, quite a few um, one thirty games on a Sunday, and that that was four o'clock, and it was under the floodlights, and that always helps for some reason. Don't know why, but it does. Um, oh, Jean yeah. Jean Luc asks, why are all our imports who come with a um, a certain pedigree um, he's like Soldado why do they forget how to score so for instance Soldado was um, you know had, had a really good um, scoring rate in, in Spain um, and then he comes over and Donald's a lily white but he's he's almost seems a bit goal shy do you think Red it's ball. just Tottenham that, that happens too no because I think it's I don't think it's a Tottenham thing necessarily. You get this every now and then in football. It's Torres at, at Chelsea. Um, mm. Andy Cole, when he signed for United initially, which was 20 years yeah. ago this month, which makes me feel really oh, old. Wow. God. <laughs> um, well, so other people, I saw that post, and other people seem to think it's because we bought the wrong type of striker. He does suit a 4 4 2, I would imagine. Does yeah, he suit a lone right. striker? Yeah. I'm not quite sure if he if he suits the lone striker role. I can't. I can't. I don't quite question his endeavour, and I, he is skillful. And yet, I, even when he came on today, I thought. Um, I know it wasn't for very long, but I, I like. I like what I see when I see him play. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. It's just such a shame. Wonderful takedown and cross he had in the second. Right, laid on in the last ten minutes. Yeah. He did. I think he did it twice, actually, because the mm. ball came back over and, um, and he was there to get it. It's, just, it's such a shame. I don't know why it happens. Perhaps in this case, we weren't scoring goals, were we, under AVB that mm. season? Um, was he starting every game? He was, wasn't he? He was getting all the penalties, that's right. That's when he, he first started. Yeah. And he was getting some game time. But if you thought the build-up today was a bit slow, look what it was like then. So we weren't playing his sort of football. I mean, maybe that affected his confidence right from the start. 
I think he needs, like any striker, he needs a run of games. And we go back to the Everton game, he scored. And then he was dropped drop subsequently when we played Chelsea away in the, in, in the midweek game after that. Yeah. He needs a run of games, but we can't afford to do that because we've got a certain Mr. Harry Kane that's scoring on a regular basis. So at the end of the day, Potch has got to do what's right for the team. So we can't afford yeah. to give him a run of games. The only thing I would say is if he does get a run of games, he's got to take that. If he does get, uh, well, if he gets any number of games, he's got to take that opportunity with both hands. But I don't think it's a Tottenham thing. It's just, yeah. you know, it happens from time to time and it's, it's, it's strikers need confidence. Do you think, um, also, sorry, well, he, 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 you know, other strikers, maybe if you come into a settled side, if you come into a very settled, very strong Man City side or a very strong Chelsea side, um, you, just, you can just fit in as and when. Um, and with us, we're kind of always hoping that everyone that comes in is going to be our saviour. Yes, um, correct. That's a, yeah. that's a good point, yeah. And we haven't had a hero since Bale has gone, so we've been searching desperately for something. And when he came along... I mean, I was quite happy with the one nils under AVB. We were winning. We were almost top of the league. And, OK, it wasn't sexy football, but he was putting them in the back of the net, wasn't he? Mm. But still, the fans weren't happy. That's got a lot to do with his failure as well, I believe. Mm. I do like the fact that um, even though we haven't got someone like Modric or Bale or, or like a, an outstanding superstar, that uh, we've actually got uh, a much better squad across yeah. the world we've got some good mm. partnerships and combinations i mean in fairness to stambouli and um, dembele they, they did really well today uh, even though they were standing in for what looks like uh, the first combination on paper if you if you were going to choose two guys to sit in that double pivot you got fazio and patongan kyle walker's come back so you know he, he's going to fit straight back into that that right back role danny rose or davies at left back and then you've got uh, the front four uh, who who kind of pick themselves really if if Lamella's available and if not then Townsend but Ericsson, Chadley and and Harry Kane which is it's nice to see that you've you've got some really good players as a unit even though none of them is you know the one man to rely upon you know when when it's just not happening like you just I think the last game of Bale's uh, career at Spurs was. Uh, we were playing Sunderland, I think, or and uh, it was like the last last few minutes, and they just said, "Here, just take it," and he smacks it right into the corner, and and that's what we ended up doing. We said, "Well, we can't break this team down, so we'll just give it to Bale, and he can score." Whereas now we've actually got a good squad across the board, even though there's no major superstar. Yeah, I still think we need to hear it, but we've got that now, Harry, a little bit, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, it's a, absolutely. I think yeah. it's an important yeah. thing. If you're going, if you're going to the games, I think it's really important that you have some kind of talisman, some kind of hero, you know, that you can sing his name and and uh, Harry's doing that now. So and he's really good. down to earth as well. And he's really down to earth, yeah. isn't he? He's, uh, he is. he's he's like he's got real local lad status. That uh, you know, he's come through the youth ranks. You know, it's not like we've paid. 30 million pounds for him you know he's come through and he's just quietly started and people talk about him you know people who go to watch like under 21 games and reserve games and thought there's a guy called harry kane coming through and then you see him coming on as a sub you know if if, uh if we're winning games and in the last 10 minutes and and here he is you know being talked about as uh the next striker for the england team and uh, brilliant the savior and and it's just fantastic see it's just nice to see our club Good for him. 
He must be delighted. His mum, his mum must be so proud. Moving <laughs> <laughs> uh, along, uh, Aaron Wolf asks the questions are going to get slightly darker now. Um, <laughs> excluding excluding Woolwich and Chelsea, which team do you most irrationally hate, and which Premiership side do you harbour some affection for? Mm. I'll get my league table out. Let's <laughs> have a look. Who do I hate? <laughs> so, it, it, excluding Woolwich and Chelsea, I would say West Ham, just for the f- fact that they... I, I just don't like their fans. Um, uh, which Premiership team... do I harbour some affection for? Probably Swansea, just for, the, for their football. Does it have to be a Premiership team? Um... That's what he says. Okay, I'll, I'll go with QPR then for the team that I, I I quite like. But my dad was a QPR fan, and when I was a little girl, I'm one of three sisters, and I was sporty Spice sister, and he used to take me he used to take me to Loftus Road. So that was my first taste of football, really. So um, they're, they're my, I've got a soft spot for them. But I have to say Derby as well because my husband's been at Ipswich all day. He'll be home soon. Pissed as a <laughs> Um, and they won today, so I have got a soft spot for Derby, even though I hate it when they're in the Premiership, because then it causes tension between us. So I almost hope they don't come up. <laughs> well, don't tell I him that. A second of the table, so they're as good as the Premier League side. Mm. Yeah. Um, you've stolen my other team, West Ham. I don't know who else to say I really don't like. Someone else's turn. Um, well... Yes, unfortunately, I, I've got one very clear team that I used to love playing against, one team that um, I used to always look forward to and I have a massive soft, soft spot for, uh, and unfortunately they uh, managed to not get promoted year after year, and that's Forrest. Um, they were always, um, yeah, sorry. Um, but, you know, I always enjoyed playing against them, and for a similar sort of reason, another team I, I probably would like was Everton, who always sort of went about playing football the right way. Um, um, dislike, dislike. Oh, um, God. Um, I think um, after Arsenal, Chelsea, it's probably Chelsea, Chelsea, and Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't beat about the bush, will you, Zach? To tell it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll sit on the fence <laughs> on this one, shall I? <laughs> Oh, I can't even say their name. I just hate them so much, oh. so much more than I hate Arsenal. They're fans. They're horrible. You know, horrible captain. They're gangster owner, money laundering. Oh, there's so much about them to dislike, isn't there? They're um, gas chamber noises when we play them, and Nazi salutes and all the rest of it. Mm. They're just. I... Bye. Oh, it, made, it made New Year's Day oh. so much sweeter. <laughs> Yeah, our little um, local pub where, where we used to live in Carshalton, big, big Chelsea pub. And on the way back from games, they would put things through my letterbox because they had to pass our house to get to the pub, like CFC napkins, serviettes, tea and sugar, you know, with CFC on it, any kind of tat. And um, they once put a with sympathy card in my in through the letterbox that they'd all signed because they'd beaten us yet again. Cringe. Mm. Are we all done on that question? No. Yeah. Uh, Death. I've I've got a song because everyone, well, almost everyone that I know at work is a Leicester fan, and and they suffer. 
Mm. This is, is, I think I've said this before on a previous pod that day. Leicester's got a real local support base, but they're very passionate about it. And it's just, it's been really good to see them because they've been down in the dumps, League One mm. and all that. You know, the real kind of bottom of the barrel stuff, um, playing with some really awful games on some awful nights. And uh, it's just nice to see that they're, you know, they're finally, uh, you know, up in the Premier League. And I hope, I hope they do survive. It's hard to, see how that might happen even though at the moment they're, they're doing okay uh i used to i used to like Liverpool a lot because my best mates are little yeah. fan. but um but i'm increasingly just even today like when the, when the score was like one nil to them i was like fucking hell right it's because it's you just know that when when liverpool win it's like you just have to hear the whole it's the steven gerrard thing and everything is just everything's about them and you know, you just get sick of it. Someone on Facebook uh, put uh, this week that every, even if you're not a Liverpool fan, you should um, stand up and salute the legend that is Steven Gerrard. I'm not piss off. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> just, just get lost, right? It's just, you know, you do that. He's your, you know, if uh, when when Glenn Hoddle retired, Glenn Hoddle spent his whole career at Spurs. When he retired, then I would have done that for him. Or you know, one club man. That's that's fine. But he's your one club man. That doesn't mean to say I have to bend down and salute him as much as you do but but they have this kind of irrational attitude towards football which is well i, I remember one liverpool fan said to me once you know uh oh well you know we're doing really well aren't we this season i said yeah do you know what mate fair play to you you know hope it, hope he goes yeah well you should say that shouldn't you i was like <laughs> why and it's like he the attitude is that if you don't support liverpool you just you just shit basically and they have this very insular attitude towards their team and uh, it just rankles me like anything. I hope that they get to the final of the um, the League Cup and the FA Cup, and we can get to the final of both competitions. And uh, to paraphrase what Carol said, dick them in both. Yes. Um, particularly, <laughs> particularly if the FA Cup, um, I think the final is going to be on Stephen Gerrard's birthday. So it'd be really nice to, <laughs> to play them in the final and, and give them a nice birthday present. Um, <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is like um, just bullshit post interviews winding up as well like oh, even though we lost 7-0 or whatever <laughs> oh can yeah I, ethos just... is coming through just shut up man just shut up can I just say one thing my claim not claim to fame but I, I went to the last game that they ever played at Filbert Street Leicester ah, yeah. and I also also went to the first game that at the Tottenham Walkers. played them at the Walker Stadium. Ah, wow. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Did you get out of the stadium without your crisp being stolen? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, actually, at Philbur Street, it's a very daunting ground to go to. They're quite nasty fans, actually. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they do. Have we were a... very near. We were very near the end, like next to their fans and everything. A bit grim. Yeah, I was. Really... I was had the the pleasure of sitting in the. Uh, their cop end there with the with the hardcore guys and it's very intimidating they were mm-hmm. but but what didn't help was that we were playing derby as well yeah, right. <laughs> it was like a midweek uh like under the floodlight game and they were very uh passionate there's like inflatable sheet being uh battered and bruised it's just a very strange atmosphere huh. okay um jan oh, forgive me if i've mispronounced this jan yed Ayas asks or says he's been dating a girl for a while um, she's really hot but a couple of days ago I found out she's a diehard Arsenal supporter brackets didn't know that when we met should I carry on seeing her 
Of course. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a very rational response, isn't it? Where we don't normally get. But uh, if you're a Chelsea, if you're a Chelsea fan, on the other hand. That's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If she's a Chelsea fan, she's, is, prob- if she's she probably was... got a Fissilis. <laughs> <laughs> if, if she's oh. a Chelsea fan, there's probably a lot more wrong with her as a character anyway. I mean, if you think John Terry being your captain is some kind of badge of honour, then you really do have issues. So, uh, so I think anyone who's a Chelsea fan probably needs their head examining. Um, last couple of questions. Kent, Kent Goodrich asks, what's the worst thing you would do to ensure Spurs win a title? Lie, cheat, steal, GBH, sex with fa- sex with farmyard animals, etc. All of those. Well, I mean, it depends on the farmyard animal, I suppose, and whether it's. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have sex with it. I, I might give it a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> If it meant us winning the league, yes, I'd probably um, do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this is a fan show. <laughs> it's just the way you said it so seductively, Kajal. I would give it pleasure. <laughs> I, can't say, I, think that's... I can't say the W word. <laughs> I think... What, Woolwich? Please, someone else say it, but they would. Woolwich. Woolwich. Jeff, um, you would. I, I know you would. I... I, I'm going to refrain from saying such things. Um, for a Spurs title win, yeah, I'd, I concur with what you've just said. <laughs> I probably would. Boys? Um, I'd, I'd commit massive fraud, I think. I'd commit massive fraud and boost the... Um, massive internet fraud, I think, and um, boost the coffers of, of Enic. Although they'd probably just take the money and run. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it, Enic? I think so. I've always said Enic. Enic, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Makes them sound more modern and trendy, doesn't it, Enic? I don't know. My like email, e-safety, e-commerce. <laughs> yes, yeah, so guessing back to what else you do, fraud. That's a bit tame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, David. Dave, I've been teaching on a family show. What am I going to admit to? <laughs> um, you say it's a family show, but if you if you look if you do a search for this um, in in the iTunes store, it'll it'll say content mar- marked as explicit. So um, it's not a family show. Um, Dev, given the opportunity, um, a picture the following scenario. So you're in a barnyard, candle lit <laughs> barnyard. <laughs> 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 Spurs title, it's all down to you. But this is the thing is, you're you at can't a barn really... dance. <laughs> the thing is, logically speaking, you'd just be like, well, I, I would never do that. But you know, if it's like the 92nd minute and Hugh Gullerese hoofs the ball up and its next goal wins the title, in that moment of emotion, you'd probably do anything, wouldn't you? So, so is that yes? Probably... Well, I don't know, it's probably a probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, probably. I can't see how it influenced the result myself, but <laughs> well, this is it. I, mean, that, that, I didn't pose the question. I'm just, you know, yeah, Javid, how would it pose? I, how would I, it um, affect the result? Some know. kind of like uh, butterfly effect. Question for Ken Goodrich. I'd, I'd like to know what he would do, how far he would go. Um, Back at you, fi- Ken. 
Sorry? Back at you, Kent. <laughs> Final question. Paul Esau asks... This has got nothing to do with football. Um, oh, is it Esau? The new new. Esau. Yeah. What's your chosen funny word? What's your chosen funny word for the female reproductive organ? Here's his front bottom. Well, everyone knows mine. Nunu. Yes. Zach? Um, I'm just trying to think now. I'm think, trying to think of what I say in front of my daughter when I'm changing nappies <laughs> and things like this. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. What's it, probably? Death? <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd probably just say thingy because it's just uh, as safe as you can get. And being generic, yeah. small man in a small man in a canoe. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and that's not actually mine, but it's uh, uh, um, uh, a friend of mine. Um, uh, if uh, if you look up the Ruby Darlings, um, uh, they're a, um, a group of cabaret acts, and they've got a section which. Um, which uh, uh, deals with the very subject that we're just talking about. Okay. Any last thoughts or comments or? Just wish we'd won today, really. Obviously. But. Mm. Words. I think we're going in the right direction. I think we're in the right direction, and we, you know, it's not a finished job; it's a job in progress, and. Um, as long as we keep improving and we don't shoot ourselves in the foot and change managers three times a season, we'll be all right. Yeah, I can I can live with um, consistent performances and uh, a good run of results, uh, which is what we've got at the moment, rather than what we had before, which was inconsistent performances and we all could see the problems, but they weren't being resolved. So, so this is just one of those things that happens. But at least we know that we've we've got a a good team which is playing in a in a very um, productive way. I've, I've said it a few times, the team spirit looks to be there and they seem to be playing for each other, which is really important. So it's nice to see them playing for each other and looking happy about it. I like the way we play. Um, mm. I like the way we play really for the first time in a long time and it's um it's all positive but the only thing that sorry I don't want to end on a negative note but every time someone's playing well like Ericsson or Loris or whatever you sort of end up wincing looking towards Spain don't you <laughs> hoping nobody's noticed or Weymouth even <laughs> exactly hombre <laughs> <laughs> um I'm 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 glad that you ended on a slightly negative note because you all sounded like happy clappers oh no um, I'm no, seriously. <laughs> on that positive and pragmatic note from all of you, um, thank you, Dev, once again for, um, for doing the podcast. Thank you. Um, no, thank you, thank you, everybody for um, for your best wishes. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Are you feeling better thank now? You. Yes, yes. Uh, back to work on Monday as well. So, uh, yeah, feeling much better. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Zach and um, Carol, for making your. Um, debuts. Um, You're welcome. Muchas gracias. <laughs> I, I go back to uh, I go back to uh, Spain. <laughs> now, uh, I go fly uh, people. No. Whereabouts is Weymouth in Spain? Is it on the south coast or? Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> and on that note, 
future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Glory, glory, hallelujah.